Hey, 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 welcome to the live stream of consciousness. I am uh, totally winging it right now. I am not at my normal location. I am at Ohika Castle, which is on Long Island. Uh, it's a very cool location that they do uh, parties and weddings and, and all sorts of cool stuff. And uh, I'm unfortunately connected to my iPhone for my bandwidth. So if you guys can hear me well and see me all right, I would love to get a comment in the, in the comments just to know that everything is going all right because it looks all right to me on my side. Um, and uh, I'm just going to continue as if everything is going all right out there. So uh, again, if you guys are out there, thank you for showing up as always and co-creating this moment with me, this great moment. Uh, Lily, I see you out there. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, Jill, let, yes, it looks good. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm on my laptop and it's like the laptop camera, so it's not as high quality as usual, but I'm fine with that. As long as we can share this moment together and be together and, and do what we got to do, I'm fine with that. So uh, I'm going to just get going like, like it's supposed to be. So you're watching the live stream of consciousness. This is my happy place. I'm Michael Zinn. I created the live stream of consciousness as a place to have these amazing conversations with amazing people. I was just meeting so many cool people who had such amazing, amazing stories uh, that this just came out of it. And this just is a thing now. And every Thursday, I am here with you guys meeting amazing people. Uh, uh, raising the vibration of the planet. And uh, I am at um, Ohika Castle on Long Island. It looks like I just dropped out for a second uh, and it looks like I'm back. Um, and I'm at a great Gatsby ball. I did all of the graphic design and all of the stuff for the event. So I had to be here to kind of represent and, and see how it is. But uh, you're, <laughs> Tim's feels underdressed. Uh, no, man, this is, this is, this is not the normal fare for me, my bow tie and my vest. Um, I'm just feeling dapper tonight. So, um, but I want to tell you guys, I am bringing on an amazing guest tonight and, and the, the live stream of consciousness has really changed direction a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's really, uh, not just people with spiritual gifts like psychic mediums and Akashic records. This is everybody this is this is the planet we are all connected we are all one human race and the people that get it are the people that get this show and the people that watch this show so thank you for being here and thank you for understanding that it's all about love it's all about connecting to each other as human beings and and that's what this show is about and so i appreciate all of you guys always being here and supporting me for what I do. So tonight's guest is, is a pretty cool story. Um, I, I met Josh uh, online uh, on Facebook, just one random late night scrolling through the feed and uh, up comes this video of this guy. He's just hanging out. He's, he's smoking a blunt. He's, he's talking about uh, life in, and how it's just not dealing some good cards with him at the moment. His his girlfriend problems and his his home problems getting evicted and all of this stuff. And I'm going to let him tell you all of that stuff. But there was just an amazing magical vibe 
in the way he was telling his story that connected to me. And it was, you know, uh, the world is not treating me right right now, but that doesn't matter because I have love in my heart and, and, and that's all that matters. And so I immediately connected with this guy. We became friends uh, and have been working together kind of remotely ever since. Like just, I see my reflection in him. He sees my reflection uh, in himself. And uh, he's now doing podcasts. I'm going to let him tell you the story, but I am going to welcome to the show J.E. Battlestrong, my friend Josh. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome. <laughs> are you there? Good, brother. Good, brother. I appreciate you, man, so much. So much. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. We're, yep, we're going to. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We're dealing with a little bit of a delay, so that's fine. We will right. deal with it. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Can you hear me? I do. I hear you, and I see you. For so sure. so uh, I just got to initiate you real quick to the live stream of consciousness, and I got to get your take on this question, and it's a simple one. And the question is, what is consciousness? What is the idea of consciousness to you, Josh? That's a great question, man. Um, I'd say, you know, for me, when I hear that word, uh, consciousness is is being mindful. Um, it makes me think of of just being present in the moment, um, and at the same time, being able to identify, you know, just 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 being. I, I don't want to use the word conscious, but just being mindful and being present and understanding that everything isn't always what it seems. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Uh, I'm really big on seeking to understand. Yep, yep, and th and that's why and that's why I think we we relate remotely, even though we have two completely different lives and are two completely different people. But we're we still understand that we are connected to that fabric of of love and existence. And uh, that's a beautiful answer, man. That's it. That's exactly right. Just just knowing where you are in the given moment and being able to look out of your eyes and and appreciate and take in everything that's there and be grateful for it. That's, that's, that's the best answer. I love that. So uh, I got one more question for you and then I'm going to give you the stage and let you tell your story because I love your story. I love the inspiration that you are and that you hold within your heart. Um, and that, and that is, um, you know, I talk about spirituality a lot. Um, I know that you are a, a religious man and you hold God very close to your heart. Um, and I don't see that any different than I see spirituality. Uh, you know, I see God as the universe. I may, I may use some different words, but I know it's the same. It feels exactly the same. It's all based on love, loving yourself, loving other humans, right? Um, so I would love you to tell me Absolutely. if there was a specific moment in your life that you realized that, that was the purpose of living that it wasn't everything that you might've been taught growing up. Like you gotta, you gotta be somebody, you gotta get over everybody else. You gotta be better. Uh, but, but the moment you realize that we were all connected and that it's all about love, is there a specific story you have? Absolutely. Um, so there's plenty, <laughs> but, uh, what I can say that stands out to me the most, Michael, is that, um, 
growing up in life, I was I was very shy. Um, growing up, I, I had a problem with looking my coaches in the eyes, and my mom would always tell me, you know, um, you your your coaches, you know, feel like you're not respecting them. You're not looking them in the eyes, and um, I, I'd say you know, through sports in high school is when I kind of broke out of that shell to where I was exposed to people coming to me and then wondering about mine. One of my first cross country races in high school, I transferred from football, ran cross country and I won my race by, I mean, I was racing like over a hundred and some people and I won my first race by like a minute and 46 seconds and wow. had news report. Yeah. had news reporters and whatnot approaching me. And what, what stood out to me is that you know, we, we, we're all in this life for a reason, right? We all have a purpose. And uh, what, what I will share is that when I drove for Lyft, actually, we'll use this example, because this is a lot more clear and I can elaborate on it better. Um, when I drove for Lyft, man, I had all different types of people in my car, right? And, you know, you know from, from, from prostitutes, from escorts, from gangbangers, from business owners, from millionaires, from I mean, you name it, your average day-to-day nine-to-five worker. And I noticed, I started noticing that we we had similar conversations. You know, we there's people that shared, that opened up to me a lot. And I, I, I realized that that, even though it was left, it was like a platform for me to seek to understand others. Um, it was a way for me to learn and listen to my past passengers um and i realized that no matter who we are on this in this world like we all have an influence and there's so many people in my life that might even strangers that might have said just one thing to me and showed me like love on a day where i might appear to be strong or whatever it may be and i was in texas it's probably like 2003 and there was a lady named Lisa and oh I seem to have lost Jay uh Jay Josh uh he's gonna sign back on I am sure uh her I appreciate family. you guys dealing, dealing with this oh there he is hold on there he <laughs> is he's back it's all good man technical difficulties won't hold us back <laughs> uh yeah no, not at, not at all, not at all. And so the the best part about it is, is we all, you know, in college I studied sociology, right? And so that's the sociological, you know, imagination. So we're all shaped by our experiences in life. We're all shaped by our environments, and that was able to give me a lot of show people a lot of grace, right? Like we all grow up either religious, spiritual, or different beliefs or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but driving for Lyft, it opened up it opened up a lot of opportunities for me to learn about people um, and for people to, you know, learn about me as well. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, Michael, because, you know, we all have an influence in this life. We all have a purpose. Yeah you know some of us are speakers some of us aren't some of us are artists some of us life is that when we seek to understand one another when we listen to one another another day is always another opportunity 
And so um, yeah. I'd say that that kind of that's what kind of opened up my spirituality a lot more is just understanding that, wow, I like, like, I don't know this person from a can of and kind of people that they wouldn't say hi to each other. They wouldn't, they probably wouldn't say hi. They probably wouldn't wave, but it's crazy because we just had two similar conversations and this guy was working corporate and this person was on the streets, you know, hustling, doing whatever they're doing. And so everybody, I feel like there's a lot of people with good hearts is what I learned, no matter what part of life they're in, you know what I mean? And by that platform driving for Lyft, it allowed me to, like I said, learn about a lot of people, be patient with people as well. Uh, uh, because everybody's going through something. Not everybody speaks about what they go through. And when you show love and you show gratitude and you and, and you actually show people that, hey, like I care about you, that it opens up opportunities, but it also allows people to to feel loved, you know, which we all want to feel loved. Yeah. We all want to feel supported. Um, no matter what our upbringing is like, we want to feel connected to something. And when we connect with each other, and that's what makes it beautiful yeah man so you, you i'd say that's how totally answer, answer. yeah yeah no you 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 totally what? hit it on the head man and and i love i love it that you is, um, that's your perception just all the different people taught me this things and understanding all right Hold on a second. I'm dealing with, I'm trying to figure out this delay, but, but you hit it on the head, man. That is the, the, the fact that you, the perception that you have taken away from being a Lyft driver and, and, and the opportunity that you see it as you see it as an opportunity to interact with all of these people and, and hear their stories and, and resonate with their stories and even see how, one story is very similar to another story, even though they're at completely different levels of life and different lifestyles. That is freaking beautiful, man. And that is that is the way to grow. And that is the way to to feel inside and to to connect humanity and everything you're saying, man. So that again, that's why I find your story so inspirational, because not many people would think like, oh, he's just a Lyft driver. What does that mean? But you get so much out of those interactions. We talk about here on the live stream, uh, the idea of energy exchange and that everything you do, everything in life is an exchange of energy. And, and if you're aware of that, that when you're talking to someone and you're saying, hey, I can choose right now to give this person and give this conversation good energy or I can give it bad energy. And, and you start to realize the, the difference in how that feels and how that guides the, the experience. And you're like, well, good energy is always going to win. It's always going to make the experience a great one for everybody involved. And uh, it seems like that was your takeaway from Absolutely. being a Lyft driver, right? I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. And it, and it also prevented, you know, with having PTSD and always thinking about, being vulnerable, you know, someone sitting right in back of you. I never was robbed. No one ever tried to 
try to ride me or anything. I gave almost 6,000 rides in two and a half years. So we were given like almost 80 rides a week, 82. Sometimes I, I gave over 120 plus rides several times in, a, in, a, in just a week, several times, many times. And so when you meet all these different people from all these different walks of life, all from across the world, I mean, literally, I mean, there was one guy, I literally picked him up three times within in a span of probably two months out of all the lift drivers in Colorado just because how much I was driving. Um, he, he lived in South Carolina. He moved to, uh, he works for Adidas actually, but he moved uh, to, he was coming to visit Denver. I remember picking him up from the airport, taking him home. And I was riding another night and ended up just picking him up. And he just happened to be in town. He goes, hey, brother, like, you're familiar. Like, like and I turned around and I was like, oh, shoot, dude, like, <laughs> I was like, bro, like, this is crazy. Like, sure enough, I picked up. You don't want nothing to go left, especially while you're driving. And so most people get in the car and they say, hey, is, 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 is this all you do? And I told him, you know, passionate, um, because in college, I noographies and study different cultures and different people, because like I said, everything isn't always what it's who, who, who have just as big as heart as your average typical person that, that might be working corporate. And it's crazy because as God allowed me to meet all these different people, I always knew that everybody has something. Everybody has that, 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 that. everybody has a life. Everybody has, a type of influence that can really make a difference in this life, you know, and, and, and that's the best part about it is, is knowing that, man, like this guy that just got out of my car, I've met a guy who is a multi multi-millionaire and he was asking me, he goes, dude, you're really happy. <laughs> and he's like, you love Lyft, don't you? And I was like, I do. He's, I used to drive with my dog and stuff. I was like, like, I do. It gives me a chance to sightsee, meet new people, open up opportunities with the right conversation. And uh, he goes, man, I've been working corporate my whole life. He goes, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. He goes, I, I, I feel something with, I feel something. He just felt the energy in the car. And he goes, Dude, he didn't want to be a live. He didn't add in my joy, and he lived there by himself. It was a crazy thing. Awesome. He lived there by himself. He said, "I have everything I, I, I have everything I ever wanted, and then some." He goes, "I want." He goes, "I want to make a difference." And trying to use our light, and um, I never got that guy's number. I might, I might have got his number, but I probably don't have it no more after all the moves and whatnot, and cell phones are done lost. But um, I just remember understanding then that. A lot of us chase success. A lot of us think that money is going to make us happy and whatnot. And in reality, there's people with a lot of money that are looking for happiness and, and thought maybe they'd be happy once they get the, this right job or they get this promotion or whatnot. And that's what is beautiful because at the end of the day, people want to 
feel heard. People want to feel respected. People want to feel loved and people want to feel a part of something. And so in my lift car, I, I, I almost put a camera in there just to, for safety reasons, as well as to kind of record some of the conversations with consent, of course. Uh, but I never got around to that part, but it was to honestly uh, kind of have ethnographic uh, studies, you know, and, and, and uh, if, if that's how you would say it, like, um, and just meet different people. And, and it was, it was amazing, man. Um, I, uh, and I, I always remember trying to be attentive. So like present, like conscious, right. Mindful. And I can't really explain like, um, you know, cause we all have different, you know, spirituality or religions or whatnot. But for me, um, that consciousness, that mindfulness, um, I would allow discernment, right. I'd, I'd want to make a decision. I'd be like, okay, my dad's not here. So, uh, I, I was always looking for that other voice to like confirm, should I do something? Should I not do something type stuff? And the beautiful thing about it is, is that as, as I continued, you know, going through this thing called life, I was attracting good people and bad people. And I was always wondering like, God, like, why are you, like, why is, why, why is, why, why am I having all these different interactions? Like, you know, not even just through Lyft, just through my whole life. And I was just trying to figure it out. Like, what's my calling? Like, what's my purpose? Right. I've, I've been students, I know, you know, I don't know you. I've always been able to be my true authentic self and get indoors that, that some people couldn't get in. And, and it's, it's just based off being transparent and honest and, and not, or let's say for instance, like some people just have more learn from people more so. Um, so I think that's what, um, you know, had opened my eyes with, with my purpose in life and what God is, is doing with me. Um, in this thing we call life. Um, I was a preschool teacher. I mean, I taught pre-K for uh, three and a half years, school age. I worked with at-risk youth. I taught dance class. I've been, I had my fair share in the streets, you know, struggling, you know, I struggled and needed to make some money. And, you know, I never been a thief or nothing like that or a gangbanger or nothing like that. But I, I knew the hustlers, I knew the gangsters. And, and, and because I had respect, they, they gave me opportunity and maybe I wasn't making the best decisions at times but I always felt like in certain situations I always felt that that second voice that I call God and and he's like I'm using you you like you're here you're here in this situation like I ask myself like dude like how am I in this person's house like I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to share. Like, I'm not in that street life no more, but like Kingpin, and I'm just being honest, you know, like certain places and I'm just like, wow, dude, like these people love me. Mm -hmm. Like I remember my car broke down and 
one of my homies came through on a jack, lifted it up, got me up and going. I'm just like, dude, that's that's like they're showing me love. You know, when you when you love people, that's how people feel connected. And there's times I think growing up without my father either fade away or we grow apart. Um, you know, because I love people and I'm loyal. And it put me in a lot of different situations where I know people, like I said, in corporate, know people in the streets. And I realized that God was allowing me to, to hopefully just not lead people as a leader, so to speak, but, but show people like, like it's okay to be your true authentic self. And, and just because this person has a past doesn't mean that they don't have potential. And just because this person has been homeless or um, may been a prostitute at certain times, like they're, they're a human and they got a heart beating inside. And at one, one point in time, they probably had a lot of answers, but no one was, was around for them to tell them, hey, don't do that. And when you're going off survival mode, you can find yourself a lot of times in situations and, and, and morally have that kind of things that you think that you think that you have right. to make those decisions. And so it's all about just using discernment. Um, but God has brought me to a shot at uh, on a couple occasions. Um, not for anything I did, but thanks to God, you know, like you you have plans for me. Like I laid in my own pool, pool of blood in college and yada yada. Laceration on my radial artery. This hand is as numb as all get out. But all of my experiences through life, when I look at it in a sociological way, has shaped my reality, has shaped my my cognitive yeah. thinking. Um, and I'm grateful for that because it's taught it, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me how to connect with any any type of person in this life i feel like i can talk to you know and that's powerful because it opens up opportunity wow so yeah that's i'd say that's how i'd probably answer answer that question absolutely man absolutely and and i think that's that's why you're here right now um to, yeah 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 totally totally i, I mean Again, you you know you, you are everything you're saying is so true and and so real. And it comes through exactly that, that way. Uh, 
and and that's how I relate to you because I feel like that's what people are telling me they see on this show, you know, that it's just it just comes through as I am really interested in whoever it is I'm talking to and giving them the space to to tell their story and to to show how they connect to other humans and and that's man that's so important and I got to say much much love and and respect to you because I think you know, selling life insurance is not something I think a lot of people would approach the way that you do. Um, you know, you you really people would be very discouraged just calling people randomly and saying, hey, you want life insurance and getting. All right, on my end, it kind of, uh, kind of going in and out. I can't see right now, but uh, all right, it looks like it's coming back in. Looks like it's trying to connect. It could be on my side. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear me on that end. Um, but on my end, it's uh, it's it looks like it's loading. So uh, it's gonna give it a second. My back. here are you there can you hear me josh Oops. there we go I'm hang sure in there folks here we are just dealing with some see if I can type in the technical difficulties i don't know what you guys are seeing out there yep i'm uh, here <laughs> it, it's it's yeah i kind of yeah. heard you come yeah, so in mean, it's all good. Ah, uh, there you it's, go. It's, <laughs> I'm at, at a remote location. Uh, 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 
so I'm not used to uh, trying to hop onto this Wi-Fi here. I'm I'm dealing with my iPhone. Uh, yeah, the low bandwidth. I can hear you a little better now. Patience is a virtue, so I'm here. I don't know if you guys can hear me on that end, but I'm here. With that we're dealing with right now. Okay, now I can hear you better. <laughs> So uh, uh, are, you, are you out there? Can you hear me, Josh? Yep, I can hear you. You are good. I hear you. Oh, now it's cutting in and out a little bit. I'm here, y'all. Let me see. Okay, can you guys hear me? Type in the comments if y'all Yo. can hear me. I do appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you guys' patience as well. Are you there, Jay? Do I got you? All right. <laughs> Yo. I can hear you. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> All right, I'm now. I'm now on my phone. I took a walk outside. I was like, I can't deal with this technical difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. So uh, hold on, I'm gonna. Walk and Michael, a spot. go ahead. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, you know, um, what 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 was crazy is the other day I was I was walking my dog and. I felt, I felt, you know, I felt God, like that second voice tell me, like, he's like, like, dude, he goes, you know, as far as transparency and whatnot, he goes, the whole Bible is transparent. It's full, full of stories, full of unperfect people, right? Like, there's nobody that was perfect in the Bible, you know, besides, you know, God, quote, unquote. And so right. that's the best part is, you know, when I was telling those lift stories, it was like, those all every, everybody has an influence right and 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 the bible is based on transparency so some people think like oh when it comes to religion and spirituality i gotta be this saint i gotta be this perfect person and it's like no like god talked to talk to you know prostitutes he 
he he was in the streets, you know, um, you know, giving the word and stuff like that. That makes me feel way more comfortable. You know, when you pick up what David battles and Joshua in the Bible was the leader and uh, David fought Goliath and whatnot and stuff. And and um, it's so crazy, man, how transparency um, can be a form of just connecting with people and just showing people that, hey, like. I'm human, you know what I'm saying, and 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 this person's human, and and that's that. It makes it easier to love people and meet people where they're at when you look at when you look at it like that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And how am I doing? Am I am I coming in live now? I'm on my just on my phone now. Oh yeah, it's super clear. Yeah. All right. Much better. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm gonna stay on my phone. I'm just gonna try to find a spot here. To talk to you uh yeah jay i mean you are you know everything we're talking about here hold on let me see if i could sit down in this chair right here ah there we go how's that can you hear me still live <laughs> yes no maybe yes sir yep i can hear you all right yep so yep i okay, can hear you so i, I want to give I want to give you a chance here to to tell people and show people how how God has helped you help yourself uh, because I know every day you wake up I know your mantra is that every day you wake up is a new opportunity uh, and, and that is so inspirational and so true when you wake up and you open your right. eyes I mean you gotta think you gotta believe that right you gotta believe like I'm here again. There's got to be a reason I'm here. I got to do something good, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I want you to, uh, if you can, uh, just because of the bandwidth, tell your story about uh, when you hit rock bottom and how you've, how you've become the battle strong that you are now because you're doing, you're doing podcasts just like this where you're bringing people on and you're telling stories of success and inspiration and you are raising the vibration of the planet like the planet needs right now. So I, I want to hear how you, what inspired you to get into all of that? How did you go from being evicted and wondering what was happening to you to knowing exactly what you were doing and knowing exactly what your mission is? Because I don't think I know anyone who is as sure of their mission as you. And my eviction letter stays right here on my door. So, so it, it, it holds me accountable to just not take things for granted and to continue waking up with the purpose. Uh, um, but it was hard enough on the news. And apartment people in Colorado were telling me that, you know, you're not going to get evicted. We just got to go through the motions and no one's getting evicted and they knew how hard I worked. They knew how much I drove. I mean, I was barely home unless it was to sleep or walk my dog. And I was, I loved driving and I could drive all over the state, anywhere I wanted, I could go. So I would take my dog to the mountains and then turn on the Lyft, ride, Lyft app and then just give rides wherever, all over the place. Um, but when I got that knock on the door and I realized that this is real, like I gotta be gone by tomorrow, you know, I was working seven days a week nonstop. And I was just, I, 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 I instantly got depressed. I was like, wow, like, this is real. There's a bridge down the street. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, 
I had a backpack and I was like, all right, once I got to the realization, I can't carry a couch. I can't carry a TV. Like I got to just leave everything behind besides my dog and dog food. Like I was going to starve and just dump all her dog food in a backpack. And then we were going to figure it out. Well, luckily I met people at a protest. That was the first home I stayed in. And I knew I wanted to serve and just help people. And one of my good friends, McKenna, I think you'd be really good at, you know, at, at, at this industry and life insurance. Cause you care about people, you know, and, and um, at the time I, 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 I was already studying for my exam and, and I was studying actually in the, in the, in the um, clubhouse at the apartment. So they saw me like going hard as possible. And I kept telling them like, <laughs> please don't evict me. Like I'm trying so hard. Like I'm, I'm in the clubhouse. So that way people would see like, yo, we see him working. Like he's not just telling us he's nothing was this. I always had a vision since I've been a kid with Battlestrong. You know, I was sitting on my bed when I was little when my mom was sick, uh, going in now the hospital for- What, what for, for, Oh, can you hear me now? I hear I hear you now. I'm back at my computer. I'm sorry. Hold on. Wanted to just help people. Mm -hmm. I got you. You there, Josh? You can can you hear me? To just help people. Um, and being an ex preschool teacher and whatnot, my best friend Michaela hit me up and said, Hey, I think you'd be really. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good. Let me see. Good. Can you hear me? I'm here. Let me see. Can you hear me now, Michael? Okay, yes. perfect. Yep. yep. So you're good. I knew I, I, I didn't know about the financial services industry or whatnot. And I still tell people here this day, like, I, I, oh, okay, perfect. So I tell people, I always had a vision for Battle Strong, you know, more so than just um, what it sounds like. You know, when I was little, it stemmed from, you know, I was writing, I said, God, you're putting me through all these battles in life. You know, I didn't have father around. I was trying to learn quick as a man because my mom was was ill as, a, as I was a little kid. I said, God, you're putting me through all these battles in life, but I guess it's supposed to make me stronger, but I feel weak. And I kept reading it over and over and battles strong and then weak stood out. And so I was like, battle strong, battle weak. And I'm like, battle weak doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sound like, like that, that, that sounds actually, um, when I came up with it, I literally, um, when I came up with it, I literally, um, um, took it and ran with it. And I told myself that, uh, 
uh, you know, this is this, this is something that I've done that that inspires me. And I was like, God, you're making me battle strong. Like you're 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 molding me into the man I guess I'm supposed to become, like that father figure, yeah. whoever I'm supposed to become. I just know I got a battle strong. Day. All the children that I taught, all the children that I I've I've mentored, they if they see me fold right now, I'm gonna be that that man that disappoints them, just like I was disappointed by certain men growing up that I might look up to and then, you know, like I signed up for the boys and girls club or big brothers program when I was little, but he never showed up. I never had a big brother. So like, wow. I didn't want to seem like that person. I wanted to be influential. I wanted to be that man that I needed when I was growing up. And so when I battle strong, I understand a battle strong. We're all going to battle strong together. And it's crazy, man, because I lived in Colorado. I got evicted in Colorado, moved into a house that my time ran up right after I passed my state exam. I failed my exam five times. Wow. Literally passed it on the sixth time. Didn't, yeah, didn't even have another form of income. So I'm living with people and they're in their, in their minds, they're like, we believe in him. We believe in him, but this dude is failing, man. Like I, I just don't know if, if this is something that, that's for him. You know, even the Lyft driver told me one day after she picked me up, she was like, hey, how's your day going? I was like, it's good. I was like, just got done taking the test to get my license for life insurance. And she goes, oh, how'd that go? I was like, honestly, I was like, it's my fourth time failing. failing. I go, I literally failed by a point. And then she's like, well, do you think this is for you? That's four times in my heart. I'm like, I was introduced this opportunity by my best friend who said, all I got to do is care about people. Just care. And I've always cared about people. Like I, I don't sell anybody. I've helped 145 families. I don't sell anyone. Um, I meet people where they're at, just like I did with Lyft, you know, like li literally physically meeting them where they're at, picking them up and listening. And so that's how I take, take the approach on the phones is, you know, I, I call these families and that inquiry that you filled out. I'm not a salesperson or a telemarketer. My job is just to meet you where you're at and help present to you as a broker all the options that you medically qualify for to help protect your family. God forbid anything goes left or anything happens, right? And so that that's kind of right. how right. it started. I started booking appointments for for. Uh, um, agents to build extra capital and ended up moving all the way to Maryland after my time I ran out in Colorado stayed with a family in Maryland and ended up moving to New Jersey uh, uh, after my time ran up in Maryland and the whole time I'm like, like dude, all it takes is, is someone to say no 
and I'm homeless again, like homeless, homeless again. Like, look, and now I'm on the whole other side of the country. I'm on the East Coast, and, and <laughs> that wasn't my intentions. And so there's a song by Mary Mary, who are gospel singers, and they say, I just can't give up now. I've just, I, I, I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I've started from. Nobody. Told me that the road would be easy, but I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me right and when i i got all, all the way to the east coast in jersey i was like God, i don't want Yo, Josh, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, I'm going to make a comment here. Um, um, my, my bandwidth is, I'm going to reset. I'm people with all the money in the world all the best cars
Hey guys, what is happening? I don't know if you are out there, uh, still hanging in there. If you are, I, I want to tell you how much I love you uh, for hanging in there. Uh, this is not normal for the live stream of consciousness. Uh, Lily, I see you out there. Can you hear me? Am I, am I on? What's going on here? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, there he is. I see him now. I can awesome. Hear you now. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. This this never happens like this. We're here. Uh, oh, dude, you're fine. Dude, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I got patience galore, so it's all good. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I, I do want to bring up one thing here. We haven't talked about the name of your faithful companion, your beautiful dog. What? Tell us what the name of your companion is. I named her Faith on purpose. Come here, Faith. Come here, girl. Cause she, when I when I when I first got when I first got her, it's crazy, man. Cause my favorite animal is a wolf, and my ex girlfriend, it's crazy, man. When we broke up, she calls me like two days later after she leaves, and she's like, "Hey, I got a I got a dog, or there's a some one of my friends has a dog, and it's a coyote, and they keep it in a, the tub in the basement, like they don't even take care of it." And I'm like, "A coyote? Like what?" She's like, well, it's a coyote mixed with a husky and a shepherd and yada yada. And she sent me a video of her. And I know me, I'm loyal. So I'm like, I can't see myself taking in a dog and then giving it back. So I was like, all right, I'm driving for Lyft. And I was, I had just started driving for Lyft. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give her a shot. I'm gonna give her a shot, bring her on by. And my thought was, wow, like, you know, because I was cheated on unfortunately but yeah. i was like wow you're you're bringing me actually loyalty <laughs> like i need loyalty so like wow blessed so i was like so me and faith i brought her in the car passengers loved her she really condoned herself really well when she hits in the car dude it, she's like dale earnhardt she literally just she want. it's almost like she wants to drive like she's, she's <laughs> upright and she's just focused and she's just focused and it's, it's so beautiful man because she is a beautiful dog. She's actually helped me and my, um, uh, you know, my mental health. Like I, I have PTSD for people that don't know. And, and my dog is, is that's my daughter. I don't know if I'm a house kid. I want kids. I want kids, but I don't know if I have kids. But I really, really, my dog is everything to me. And that's the best part is I knew once I named her Faith, because my mom always said, you know, Faith is key. And, um, I had a, a guy, a friend named, his name was BJ, um, growing up, and, and he had ended up passing away. Um, I had met him uh, through a friend at a church uh, Bible study, and he ended up passing away, I think, in a car accident. But he always used to tell me, he always used to call me a punk. Like, we all used to just mess around. He, he just, That was just one of his words. He used to just say punk a lot. And I remember him always saying, you know, keep the faith. Um, and... I always, always would say that, I'd rehearse that, keep the faith, keep the faith. And when I got her, I was like, I got to name her Faith in case something like this happens to me. I didn't know this was going to happen to me. But when it did, I'm like, every day I say the word faith. And so it, it's allowed me, it's, it's helped change my, my, my thought process when I go through hardship. And it's just like, you know, because faith is believing in things that you can't see. But but you 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 understand that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. You it might yeah. be foggy, it might be dark, 
you you might just have to go around a certain corner and then oh there's the light you know or maybe it might take a little longer but that's when we use discernment to be able to understand where we're going as far as our purpose in this life and and whatnot and um you know i don't know if they heard me talking about the preschool when i taught preschool it was very important for me to meet these children where they're at you know you got 19 20 kids running in your classroom on the first day mr josh mr josh they want to know if i can play basketball football what rapper i know and whatnot and the the cool part about that is is that as a teacher i would my i would bring in my students and before i pick the weatherman or the weather girl i want to know as a teacher because it's my job to seek to understand and when i was young my my math teacher made fun of me because i was dyslexic and i was bad at math you know and and had a lot of insecurities my whole life with numbers so i was just like you know i i just know how to work hard you know i know how to count of course <laughs> but it's just like you know i just had some insecurities and i remember being that child afraid to raise my hand going home with tons of questions but never asking them because i didn't feel comfortable with my teacher well mm -hmm. i would sit my students in a circle in the mornings and the first thing we would talk about is what are you proud of yourself for tell me one thing you're proud of yourself second thing is what's something that you're good at um and then what's something that you need help with so that would introduce team building skills so if this person says they can count to 10 and then this person says they can count to 50 well i'm going to pair them up because both of them want to teach so maybe this one that maybe this student that can count to 50 can teach this kid who can count to 10 to count to 50. well maybe the kid that can count to 50 doesn't know how to tie his shoes and maybe the kid that can't count to 50 can help him tie his shoes so I would right. give them roles to to be to be that teacher and as well as that leader. And then the last question was, tell me one thing that you love about yourself. And we said this out loud. And that was a way to decrease bullying without letting them know, hey, we're trying to decrease bullying. Because if this kid says what they love about themselves and everybody gets a chance, well, and then they feel good, like, Mr. Josh, I like my ear, my elbow. You know, you have all different types of kids saying all different types of stuff. But that was what was beautiful. And that would allow me, Michael, that at two o'clock, you know, we do that in the morning. Now at two o'clock before, you know, their parents come to pick them up or whatnot. Let's say during lunchtime, like a child is kind of acting up a little bit. Well, I can go back to those three main questions that I asked them at the beginning of the classroom and kind of channel that and say, okay, well, how did they respond when I asked them if I, or what do they love about themselves? And because some of these kids, you know, they're going home to abuse. And when I'm teaching, if if I see someone acting up and I raise my voice, well, let's just say a young girl is going home to abuse and I raise my voice as a man. Well, she might not ever in her life raise her hand for a question, which means I'm stunning her growth. Right. And so wow. in order in order to meet these kids where they're at, I had to be transparent and I had to build their trust. And the only way to build their trust is to seek to understand them and show them that, hey, I care about you inside the classroom and outside the classroom. And that's kind of yeah. how I brought my lift rides too. like let people know, you know, you're, you're you're trusting me with your life in my hands as a driver. I have so many people hop in my car like, dude, we, we got in the lift and he was speeding, running red lights or this guy was drinking and all types of stuff, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> what? one person one person said they couldn't even get out the car like they're like 
dude, I was trying to get out and this dude kept running red lights. He was just running red lights. I thought he was kidnapping me. And I just remember one lady, she got in my car and I'll never forget it. Um, COVID had just started. Business was going slow. I was averaging about five rides a day, Michael. Like I would be out there for five to six hours, make like 50 bucks. And it was hard, man, because this girl, she gets in my car. It was late at night. She gets in my car and I go, hey, how's your night going tonight? She goes, good, good. She goes, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm not much of a talker. I go, oh, no problem. My, my job is to get you safely from point A to point B. We don't got to talk. We don't got to none of that. And so I'm not going to say because I made her feel comfortable this happened, but dude, we hit like two corners and I knew because it was dark that she only caught a lift to feel safe because we only literally went around the block. Dude, when she got out, she tapped me on my shoulder and I looked over and I saw some money and I do things from the heart. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a money driven person. And I don't know if I can ever change that. I know you want to make a living in life. I know we all need to make a living, but I'm really big on just like, dude, I just, I, I'd give the shirt off my back. I lost everything, you know? And so like, I didn't, I just, I, I don't know where it stems from, but my mom, when I was little, she always told me, she said, she used to drive me by mansions and she used to say, you know, money isn't going to make you happy. You need to find happy. You need to learn happiness that comes within and because you could have it all and then lose it all. And then you don't want to just kill yourself. You don't want to just, you know, it, it was hard to go through that. Yeah. But if my mom wouldn't have taught me the importance of finding happiness when I was young through and rather than material possessions or, or money or whatnot, like, we learned how to give each other a hug. We learned how to tell each other, I love you. We learned how to, how, that's what she instilled in me. And we went three and a half years with no income in high school. I used to run 15 to 20 miles almost a day off white rice and butter. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I was running on faith. And so that's that. all those experiences I share is because I was able to channel that as a teacher bring that into the classroom and be able to really connect with these kids. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very grateful um, for, for all these experiences because I always knew God was using me to, to, to learn. And I've had parents give me um, affirmation and say, dude, like, don't stop teaching. Like my daughter's coming home. She's telling me about chlorophyll. She's in preschool. You're, you're telling you're, yeah. you're, you're out, you're outside and they're having recess when all these kids like are playing and I'm outside spending time with the kid that's picking up pine cones, trying to figure them out because I'm understanding, okay, I was that kid that was trying to figure things out, but I was sitting in the corner, but I wanted yeah. someone to connect with me. And so I'm teaching these kids about chlorophyll, the leaves they're picking up. Um, and, 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 and I also shared that uh, caterpillar story. You know, we all grew up probably reading that Caterpillar book, The Green Caterpillar or whatever. And I used to tell people, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at in this journey called life. We all might be caterpillars, right? Look at us all as caterpillars. Some caterpillars are faster. Some are slower. Some have vibrant colors. Some are just all black. Some are, you know, different colors or whatever it may be. But we all have a purpose and a destiny. And one of my yeah. mom's quotes, she says, we were predestined to become something far much greater than our life circumstances and experiences. So as a caterpillar, we end up in that cocoon stage. That could be 
depression. That could be eviction. It could be a promotion. It could be a new job, a new opportunity. But in those times, once we crack out of that shell, that's when we become our, 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 we find our true self and we, 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 you know, we venture off and, 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 and do great things, you know? And, and so I share that story, man, because that's what I used to tell the, the children is, you know, we're all caterpillars in this life. And, you know, you, we, whether we go through hardships or we're all going to go through hardships, but when we understand that we have a destiny and we all have a purpose as well as a the light, then if I understand that she has a light, and she knows she has a light, then she's always gonna think like, okay, I'm going through this for a reason because somebody else is gonna go through this. Maybe my child, uh, uh, maybe my future child or whatever it may be. Somebody's gonna come up to me with, with going through the same thing. Like somebody's gonna get evicted and get that, get that terrible knock on the door. And they might reach out to me and say, hey, Josh, like, how did you, how did you get through that? Because honestly, when I got evicted, I didn't, Dude, I was scared as a man, bro. I, I cried a lot of tears. Yeah. I was scared um, because I was afraid of not becoming that man that I needed when I when I when I was younger. And I never saw a man grind as hard as I worked when I was young. I saw my mom work. I never saw a man grind and work as hard as I do. So I was just scared. I was like, man, dude, I work seven days a week and I just lost everything. And I got bad credit. Like everybody's telling me like, you you'll like it's gonna take you years and years to get your own place again it's, it's gonna take you years and years to get and i'm like all these people are telling me all these things but who's actually meeting me where i'm at and actually able to teach me these life skills that i need to learn you know my mom was in the hospital a lot growing up so i'm she taught me a lot of things based on our life experiences but as a man i needed to learn how to how to process a lot of things i think as a young man and uh, that discernment from God, as well as mentors that I just, that I watch either on YouTube or I pick up bits and pieces from all these different types of people. And like I said, even Lisa, um, who was an escort slash, you know, she was she was working on the streets as a sex worker in, um, in Galveston. Mm -hmm. And when she spoke life into me, I was just like, dude, I can learn from anybody. And thank you, God, because even though she was, she was in the streets and homeless and doing what she was doing. She gave me life. She spoke life over me. I'll never forget her touching my shoulder. And I felt like, like a presence of God, like an angel. I was like, wow, dude, like I'm over here contemplating jumping off these rocks and, and committing suicide. Cause I, I don't know where I'm, what I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't know what my purpose. I was just like, I just want to help people, but now I can't even help myself. And so now I'm just like, God, like, why is this happening to me? And I just always thought about it. I was like, man, Josh, you're going to have a son. I have a nephew, but I was like, you're going to have a son one day and he's going to look you in the eyes as a man. And he's going to say, dad, I need help. Like I got evicted or I'm going through this, or I, I got PTSD or whatever it may be. And if I don't hold myself together, at least seek to understand myself and seek to understand my cognitive thinking and consciousness mind, then I'm not going to be able to help my son. And I don't want my son to have to go to another man instead of me. You know, like that would break my heart. Like, oh man, like dad, dad don't got it together. I'm going to go to this guy because this guy, you know, and it's like, I want, I always wanted to be that man that I needed when I was younger. And I was thinking about teaching recently, man, because 
I miss having that impact on the kids because mm-hmm. a lot of these kids, they need the, no offense to a lot of the teachers, but a lot of the teachers are women and some of them don't have the patience to really seek to understand the kids. It's like, I'm here to teach. I'm not even getting paid enough. I'm miserable. But for me, I came in the classroom every day like, no, guys, we're going to do team building skills first because I need to seek to understand you guys. Like, I need to understand, you know, who you are as a person, what you want to be and how I can help guide you to get there. It's not like if a kid came up to me and said, I want to be a firefighter. It's not my job to say, oh, well, that's really hard, you know, because when I used to say what I wanted to do, my teachers like, like I want to be a veterinarian growing up and teachers would be like, oh, you know, that's going to take a lot of long. They would instill fear into me. And it's like, okay, right, just because right. it didn't work out for you doesn't mean like, oh, so right. I can't be a vet. <laughs> so I, I remember that vibe. And I was like, I need to give these kids life. I need to speak life into these kids. I also worked with kids with autism. And that taught me a lot of patience as well. You know, I got hit, bit, spit on, yeah. all types of stuff. You name it. Um, yeah. For even probably even pooped on one time, and so uh, working with kids with autism taught me a whole lot, man. Um, I had a guy named James, man, I'll never forget him, man. I had a guy named James, man. He's a black male. It was a predominantly all white school, kindergarten through twelfth grade. I got hired at High Road School of Bloomington in Illinois, and um, it was crazy, man, because this kid every day he got off the bus or he would not get off the bus. Like if I, let's say I drove 45 minutes to work. So some days I would be late and he wouldn't get off the bus or let anybody else off the bus until Mr. Josh pulled up. And when I pull up and he's like holding on to the things and he's like, I'm not going nowhere. And then as soon as I get out the car, he's, he's running, jumping and he's grabbing me, man. I miss this kid, man. I really miss this kid, man. Cause he's changed my, he, he, he changed, he changed my life. I taught him vocational skills. I taught him how to vacuum, how to wash dishes because I, I was, thinking about the lady that worked with him before didn't have patience and she was always wanting to call the cops on him when he'd go through like his little episodes you know and so i came in there and showed him patience love even though he hit me he threw a i think he it was like a it wasn't an ipad but it was some type of toy he threw it and i remember boom it hit me and it blindsided me hit me and we had to restrain the kids at times but when anytime i had to restrain a kid I always would speak to them in their in their ear and say, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. Like, you're safe. Like, you're wow. okay. So that way they didn't feel like I'm harming them. Because if I walk up to my dog right now, I can pet her. But if I, like, squeeze a little bit, she might think, like, okay, like, what are you doing? You know, especially, let's say, like, I don't know somebody. And you come up to them and you, you hug them and then you they might think like, hold up, is this person gonna body slam me? So like, it's all about approach. And so I was real gentle with my approach working with them, but it taught me patience and it taught me how influential we really can be. This kid went from not working with anyone, throwing tantrums all the time for them getting ready to kick him out to school to me mentoring this kid that was, this other kid, he was, dude, he was like 6'6". He was like 6'6", bro, and like, super big and God just used me in so many ways man and he, and he showed me a lot of patience because if God wasn't patient with me um I probably would, I wouldn't be here you know um, yeah I, I I just I don't think I'd be here 
you know. And well, so, uh, you know, I, I got to say, Josh, you, you know, I, I got to start wrapping this up only because of the time. But I, I no, could literally, no I could talk to you for hours about this because your passion <laughs> and, and the love that you have is so evident. And I feel it. I can feel it just talking to you, my friend. And, and I love... I love that we can do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you back on the show uh, in a couple of weeks because I feel I'm like this it. didn't do, this did not do honor to the conversation that we could have just because of the delay. But you are yeah. such an inspirational man uh, and and human being and 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 man. I want to say man because I know that's important to you. Um, you you truly truly are, and and I thank you so much for coming on my show and being vulnerable. I cannot wait to have you back where I'm in my space and I can hear you better and, and we're not having technical problems uh, because your story is amazing, dude. And and I, I got to thank you for affecting the people that you have affected, these these students that you have taught, these these people that have come into your life, these these passengers in your in your Uber that you have just, you have given them the honor of just listening to them and just being there for them as a human being, man, it is, it's so inspirational. And, and you are truly my brother and a reflection of me. And I, I love you so much, man. And, and I again, love you too, bro. I, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I'm just so excited for you and all that you are going to bring to this world, you know, and, and it's not going to stop because I, I see it. That's who you are, you know, and, and I thank appreciate you. it. So, uh, thank you so much. You know, I, I don't mean to cut this short, but, I got to like wrap up the event here and I got to like do stuff, but uh, we will definitely have you back on the show. Uh, uh, good night. Uh, people are saying good night. Great show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Josh. Great show. So people definitely Thanks, are guys. feeling your message, my friend. And that's what it's all about, man. You again, I want to do everything I can to get Josh Battlestrong out there and get people to know exactly your message and your mission because that's it's all about love, man. And I, I'm so happy. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much, man. Thank you so much. That means awesome. a lot to me. So I'm, I'm going to just put you backstage for a second. Don't go nowhere because I want to talk to you in a second. I'm just going to sign off for the night and uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. All right, guys. Wow. I, you know, thank you all of you for, for hanging with me through uh, the technical difficulties and the Wi-Fi. I'm here at Ohika Castle all dressed up, uh, feeling pretty dapper. But, um, man, I am feeling the love from this man. He is just so amazing. It's so amazing that somebody across the country in a different place can connect to you through social media and you can, you can just feel the love and you can uh, resonate and and make friends with somebody like that. I'm so proud to call Josh a friend uh, and, and to be able to bring him here and have this conversation. So I will definitely have him back uh, to do some more talking about this when, when we have some better bandwidth. Next week, I'm super, super excited for Flat Earth Dave. What the heck do I have to do with Flat Earth Dave? That's going to be so... People are like, what? why are you even talking to that guy? But I want to show this guy some love. I want to see the love from him because I know he's got it. I want to find common ground with Flat Earth Dave. Even though it's not going to be Flat Earth that we find common ground on, we're going to find common ground on love and spirituality and soul 
and all of the, the, the great things that we talk about. Energy, right? It's all about energy. This energy right here that you're all feeling and sharing with me and sharing with Josh, that's what it's about. Um, so thank you for all of it. Thank you for the energy because it, it charges me up. It charges Josh up. It charges each other up. This is what we have to do to save the world, raise the vibration of this planet to make it a better place because without us and without love, it doesn't look so good. But uh, anyway, uh, I will see you guys next week, Christine. Looking forward to watching. Looking forward to seeing you there. Um, thanks again for being here. I'm going to sign out and, and just end this uh, technical nightmare <laughs> for tonight. And I will see you guys next week uh, on a better note. Peace.